Boot Camp Podcast. This is the podcast for four seconds there. There's three of us Canadian, one of us American. I am Dr. Ryan Howes, psychologist from Pasadena, California. I'm Dr. Brooke Lewis, a registered clinical counselor from the greater Vancouver area. And I'm Joanna Boyd, a psychotherapist from Port Moody. I'm Chris Boyd, psychotherapist from Coquitlam. Hello, welcome back, everybody. Hello. Three it weeks. Is. It's been a while. Whew. Three weeks off. There's so much to talk about, so much ground to cover here. I'm sure a lot of people miss us and are just been waiting and waiting and sure. wondering what's going on. Maybe yeah. is it okay if I do a little spiel about how we work, actually? Could, can I banter about that? Hit it. Yeah. So uh, just if any listeners are curious or wondering how that happens or why that happens, um, some podcasts spend some time together and they, they, or record all of their podcasts at one time and then they get edited and then they do a release. So kind of like a TV series and then they're out uh, or they might release them weekly. We actually record these live on Thursday nights um, and then Ryan posts them on Friday morning. So they're unedited and it's just us. So you kind of it's pretty close to actually real time um, for our podcasts. And so it's a little bit different. So what we realized is this was a really, really big commitment to do it every single week. So now we, we chatted about it. And if there's something going on with someone, uh, if there's a birthday that's happening or a special event, then we're just going to take that, that week off. So we yeah. will try to keep it consistent, but there might be the occasional gap week. Yeah. And just so happens this time, we had a, a couple gap weeks, a couple things came up. And so we uh, took those weeks off and we're back in action. Yeah, it's a good lesson in self-care. Mm. Remember that full circle episode one, self-care and boundaries. And I don't know if we actually talked about boundaries, but we talked about self-care. Yeah. We certainly did talk about self-care. We've talked, we've touched on boundaries several times, but. We'll make a full episode on that sometime, I'm sure. Did we did we have anyway? Yeah. Well, uh anything anything up? Anything any new news, Chris? Hmm. Um, I don't think so, right? <laughs> okay. Oh, I mean well. uh, yes, there's one thing. <laughs> one thing. Um, our mental boot camp program is officially offline. Can you, so we've been, can you explain what that means for people who are just listening for the first time ever? <laughs> sure. Um, so the four of us created a online program called the Mental Health Bootcamp, hence, uh, you know, Mental Health Bootcamp podcast. It was a 25-day program, and uh, we decided to take it offline just to revamp it. Also, it coincides with our head tech guy is, uh, is transitioning on as well. So... Um, yeah, we wish him well, Sergey. Uh, he's uh, part of a startup that is, is monopolizing his time, but he's been uh, so generous with his expertise with us. So, and then we, our program needs a big revamp as well. So we need to rethink things and go through the material again. So we're not quite sure what we're gonna do next with that, but uh, stay tuned. Um, so end of an era. I think it's what, been four years, five years since we launched the boot camp. Yeah. Oh man, it, it, I don't know. 
It's been two years of pandemic. <laughs> Probably. I think it was January 2018. Okay. Yeah. Four years. Or, 20, I don't know. I think we started creating it five years ago after we met up at the uh, at the networker uh, oh, symposium. Yeah. And then we spent, gosh, most of that year just putting together the whole boot camp and then launched it. Uh, that I flew up to Vancouver and we launched it that one day in January, which was awesome. Yeah. So I think uh, I can speak for all of us that we want to find creative ways to get the information out there. So there's so many, uh, so many great um, tidbits of information, practical strategies from the fields of psychology and other related health disciplines. So um, we'll come up with a, either revamp this and relaunch it as is, or we'll come find another method to get the information out there. Absolutely. If we have any idea people, creative people out there who have are like just chomping at the bit there, want to share their idea for how we can spread mental health knowledge, let us know. Info at mentalhealthbootcamp.com. Actually, is that, is that? Not anymore, no. Not anymore. <laughs> not sure if that uh, address is working anymore. So I guess uh, through Facebook or Instagram. Yeah. Maybe a tweet to uh, Dr. Ryan House. Yes. <laughs> I think that our Facebook page would have to go away too. So we're figuring this out. <laughs> but yeah, that'll be dissolved as well. Instagram though. We have a lot of good info on Instagram. So maybe we'll keep that one. We turn that into the podcast one. We have a lot to figure out. I guess we, we should probably talk about this when we're not recording our conversation. Real time, as Brooke said, we're doing it in real time. We are. <laughs> well, and, that's uh, late, yeah, late at night, real time. That's right. That's right. Well, it was a blast to put the Mel Hub Bootcamp together. And I definitely believe in all the material we've got there. A lot of stuff that we have covered on this podcast is material right from the, uh, from the bootcamp itself. Mm -hmm. So uh, we just kind of get to expand on a little bit here, but uh, yeah, I hope we can get that into people's hands one way or another. So we'll see, but thank you, Sergey and the bootcamp itself for giving us a lot of fun and, and creative ways to, to spread the news for a while. So having said that, we've taken some weeks off. Our brains are nice and fresh. We can dive into some new material here. As is the typical case for us, one of us knows what the topic is. The other three of us do not. So we're going to be ambushed here in real time. So... Chris, if you're ready, you ready to send along the today's topic? Here it comes. You ready for it? I'm ready. Boop. Coming right across the border. Here it is. Okay. Here's what Chris has to say. Where does the time go? I had so many things to do today, including thinking of a topic for the ambush, but wasn't able to achieve everything I set out to do. So. Let's talk about time management. When can it become an issue? And what can I do to improve it? Time management. Oof. 
That's just as exciting as ethics. <laughs> <laughs> ethics was super exciting, Brooke. What are you talking about? I'm hoping the same for tonight then. Um, back on week 15, I had to go back and look because this is like our 81st episode. Um, we talk about procrastination. But I feel, based on the conversations I have with maybe members of my family or friends and clients, that uh, time management become, can become a bit of an issue. So I thought it might be good to, uh, <laughs> to kind of delve into it. As Joanna was subtly pointing to herself. Yeah. Yep. Said family member. I really. Yeah. yeah. I was actually talking about Jeff, but oh, sure. Okay. Yeah. Um, so super exciting. It's totally exciting. Time management gets me, gets me jumping out of bed in the morning. Ah, let's do some time management. No, this it's important though. It's, it is a, it is a mental health skill because, um, with so much to do and so little time to do it for so many people, it, uh, it is a challenge. And this is where so much of our stress comes from is, is the difficulties with time management. So I think if you can learn how to manage your time, I think you can significantly decrease your stress. So worthwhile yeah. topic, Chris. Totally. So, Joanna's already let the cat out of the bag that she's not very good at time management. Uh, Ryan, Chris, do you think that you're pretty good at it? Or like personally, do you feel that you're, you've honed that skill or do you struggle a bit? I think I do pretty well with time management um, it, up to a point. Uh, when, when, when the schedule gets super full, when I have just way too many things on my plate, uh, I can drop the ball um, and, and kind of free. I get into the, like the paralysis part, right? Where like I've got eight things I need to do and I got to start somewhere, but I'm not sure where to start or what my priorities need to be so I can do nothing for <laughs> periods of time, which just makes the problem worse, right? Um, and then I beat myself up for that and all that. So most of the time, I'd say 90% of the time, I'm, I'm pretty good with, with uh, time management. But once it gets to the overload, when I start to overheat there a little bit, I, I kind of freeze. Yeah, kind of similar to me too. Like I enjoy having a, a jam-packed day. I think I, I I thrive, I think, by having too many things to do than too little things to do. If it's too little things to do, I think I lose motivation to do um, much of anything. But but it's a, such a fine balance because, yeah, if I do feel overwhelmed, then kind of similar to Ryan, I start to forget things. You know, things fall through the cracks. Um, or you just feel yourself kind of stressed out a bit. So... Uh, yeah, that has definitely happened periodically over the past week, maybe. Um, yeah, so becoming pretty good at uh, starting to recognize those cues. Absolutely. How about you? Um, I, th I think I'm pretty good overall, uh, but same, like once it, sometimes maybe I get a little overconfident in my time management and then the things that I need to do are slightly more than my capacity to do them. And then when it ha when that happens, then another thing gets added and then it gets further away. And then there becomes this moment of like, 
uh, like I get flustered or irritated or stressed out where I get like, uh, I, I get more rigid. And then I say, hey, you know what? No, I can't do anything else because I need to get this list done. And I fall into this pattern. So it, uh, I definitely come from a family of, I think for time management for me comes with a sacrifice. I pair it together where for you to get the things done that you need to get done, you have to sacrifice other things. Um, so you're going to sacrifice self-care or socialization or fun or whatever, because you have these things that you need to get done that you need to prioritize. So it's been in the past, I would say, evolution of the past five, six, 10 years of noticing when that stress hits and then saying, no, no, no. In this moment, I actually have to prioritize the opposite. I need to prioritize checking out and going for a walk and clearing your mind so that when you go back to the work that you can like get it done more efficiently, um, if that makes any sense. But yeah, I feel like typically I'm pretty good with it. And then I, yeah, I get a little flustered. Say, no, I need to do these things. Yeah. Do you ever find that um, like from a social or cultural perspective, there's pressure on people to be busy and the whole idea of busyness do as much as you can yep i i think it is oh what, i don't know if i heard someone say this or i'm not sure but it's something like busyness is the most socially acceptable character flaw <laughs> i like that it's like you know that's that's one thing where where people kind of wear that as a badge almost. Oh, I'm so busy. That's I'm I'm admitting to a I've overstuffed my calendar or I don't have or my boundaries aren't so great in some areas or whatever that might be, but you can still kind of wear it as like, ah, but I'm so busy. And you, it's also it elicits a little bit of sympathy sometimes mm -hmm. for people. Oh, you're so busy. But uh, but I think people kind of take pride in being the busy one a lot of times. Yeah, what's interesting is I, I think of it as different, like to be busy is different than being productive. Interestingly yeah. enough, like I would rather be productive than be busy. So um, sure, I'm getting things done. Am I like, I don't like to be bored. I don't really like to sit idle. Um, so I'm going to find things to do, whether it's chores or work things or visiting things or going for a walk or like engaged. I'm engaged in things. I'm productive in things but I don't like to be busy. That's where I feel the stress comes in, which is, yeah. Also interesting, I was looking for uh, a client for some residential treatment for alcohol addiction. And I came across one of our treatment centers here. I forget which one it was now, but they had uh, treatment for like if it was alcohol related or process addiction. And when under process addiction, they had work as one of them. Mm -hmm. So whether that was internet use or food, but there was also like work addiction was listed what's, as a process addiction. So a kind of an addiction to the busyness. What else would be listed? I haven't ever heard that term process, process yeah. as we would say, process as you would say, process addiction. I haven't heard, heard that before. Yeah, it was a newer way as well. When I read it, I'm like, I'm wondering, I'm curious what they are going to list under here, but it was more um, like behavioral addiction, oh, essentially. Okay, sure. So someone might have internet or shopping or porn or something like that. And, and yeah, busyness. gaming, mm -hmm. work. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Okay. 
Interesting. Which, yeah. I, yeah, I thought that was pretty cool though, that because um, we work a little differently. So our, our addiction centers are typically just for substances, alcohol or drugs. And so for this one to be offering services for behavioral addiction was, I thought that was great. And extra mile for them to say, acknowledge that, to say, hey, sometimes work is an addiction for people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's an int- oh. yeah, interesting concept for sure. So I wonder what, mm-hmm. uh, how do you determine whether it's an addiction or problematic versus, you know, balanced or healthy, right? Because we've talked here on the Mental Health Bootcamp podcast about the importance of engagement and balance and and working hard and sense of mastery and achievement and accomplishment and structure and focus. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, well maybe that'll be my topic next time. Maybe not. We'll kind of... <laughs> I mean, I know we're... Oh, I was just going to ask if like Brooke brings up a good point about busyness versus productivity. And so I guess when, it, when you're talking about time management, Chris, or, or whoever, just are we talking about how to manage your time to get things done? Are we talking about managing your time in order to just take care of yourself the best you can? Like, yeah, I think that's a good thing. I think that's a really good point. Um, because busyness does not equate productivity. I can attest to that. Um, and also, yeah, so I just think it's good to maybe, what do you, what's good time management, I guess. Can we paint that picture? And what's the, are there different goals and stuff? Yeah, no, for sure. I think, um, I think there's a few different ways to look at it. And yeah, again, we, we thrive off of balance and we want to have a healthy routine. So we've talked about different components of that could be uh, sleep and nutrition and exercise and uh, connection and focus time, which could be work or school. Downtime is important as well. Hobbies or interests or play. Um, so if, if it's skewed in one direction, then that can be unhealthy because it can lead to stress or burnout and, and whatnot or create other is- issues. Um, so I feel if, if, it's, um, if it's unbalanced in some kind of way, right? Or a sign of that would be you have the intention to accomplish various things. You're not able to do it. So maybe putting too much on your plate Um, or maybe too little. Like if you have the intention to to do something, but you're not doing it, I think that could be a sign of of time management. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of things to think about or lots of different aspects. Sure. Let's see. Time management. I'm going to boil down what you were saying there, Chris. Time management is, or healthy time management is the ability to uh, allocate uh, time and effort into the, the tasks and uh, priorities of your life that result in positive mental health something like that right oh, that's good right so, so is it broken to boil down that explanation to- <laughs> hmm. something like <laughs> no i don't think i really have much i'm just thinking part of my brain is thinking about um yeah trying to find the balance of doing the things that you need to do and the things that you want to do mm-hmm. So I just cheated here and I just Google it quickly. So according to 
Wikipedia, oh. very trusted. Time management is the process of planning and exercising conscious control of time spent on specific activities, especially to increase effectiveness, efficiency, and productivity. I think it's used most. I think the term's most used when you think about productivity. Like if we have clients who are struggling with getting things done, we usually talk about time management. Yeah. I don't know. I don't like when we talk about self-care and balance and there's obviously different types of self-care and things like that. Um, we, we talk about having to shift things in order to make time for that. But I just feel like the most times I use time management would be when they're trying to productivity. I don't know to be to be productive yeah. yeah so if if you're not if you don't have good time management then productivity is is how you tend to measure that is what you're kind of saying yeah i just i i guess i just um yeah i just think we talk about time management most when there's this ah, i'm not getting enough my homework done or i'm procrastinating or i find i'm i'm too busy and i need to balance things out that way maybe or wasting time so mm -hmm. getting caught waste, up waste. watching uh a Netflix show and not getting your homework done or whatever that might be. Hmm. Okay. So okay. many layers to this, eh? Yes. An exciting topic. Riveting. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So to get uh, what, I guess we'll 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 go to the dark side first and say what are the challenges for time to time management? What makes it difficult, do you think, for people to um, to achieve this balance we're talking about? To yeah, what are the speed bumps to productivity? Social media. Mm. Oh wow! I was thinking something more internal of like um, the tasks that maybe need to get done are unenjoyable like it's like an internal sense right like there is something that you don't really want to do you don't like doing you maybe you don't feel confident in doing it or you're bored there's a sense of boredom mm -hmm. or it's really challenging or um yeah yes. there's a sense of dread to doing it so then you don't want to do it for the need to get down things i i think mental health if someone's going through some, you know, depression or anxiety, or if things are stressful or just life stresses could be mm -hmm. impacting their ability to manage time well. Resources. Absolutely. Yeah. Life circumstance. Maybe the person struggling with time management legitimately has, uh, I don't know, 20 different responsibilities in the day. Like if it's a single parent and, multiple children with multiple, especially during COVID, drop off times, pick up times were staggered, um, plus keeping up with homework and working from home and running a household. And how are you to juggle all of those things sometimes, right? Do you think some, you know, like the type A, type B personalities, do you think there's something to that in terms of people who are able to, I don't know, what qualities does a person have or abilities in, in terms of being able to manage time better? But maybe that I'm, I'm skipping. We can stay to the dark side, Ryan. <laughs> I'm skipping ahead. I just think like, I don't know. It sounds silly to say, but yeah, I don't know. I just, uh, I have people I know who really like spreadsheets and are able to really get through things that way. And yeah, well, Brooke, I know for your, like, it's great. 
Like, I just sent you one to today. Yeah. And it's when I have a few friends who also like to do it and they're really able, they have plans and goals and how they're going to do it. And they, they use like, they use their time so well. And uh, yeah. And then there's individuals like myself who I, can, <laughs> I don't, and I, it takes me a while to get things done. And it's like, there's just, yeah, it's just not but, easy for me. But, so. but why Joe, why? Oh Before man. We get into uh, all the great things to fix it. Yeah. Or maybe is it, uh, I was just thinking habits as well. Like sometimes mm-hmm. you grow up and don't establish the most, the best uh, time management habits for a number of different reasons. Mm-hmm. So your go-to way of reacting in that situation where you need to get things done would be to uh, procrastinate or distract yourself or do other things that kind of popped in my mind too Ron I think you had your hand up there <laughs> I've got so much to say this is such a great topic oh okay <laughs> uh, as far as dark side stuff I mean we, we touched on some of the mental health things but certainly some folks who have um, some processing issues or or uh, like attention issues people with ADHD will have more of a challenge with managing time oftentimes not always but oftentimes just because it's difficult to kind of focus that attention sometimes there's there's so much going on uh, uh it can be difficult to, to focus um and certainly other conditions to you know depressed folks are going to have a hard time managing just because it all seems so overwhelming uh anxiety can send people in a bunch of different directions so there's certainly the mental health components to this um another dark side thing would be um just someone who had time management requires boundaries re- requires someone to be able to say no to things and to to say oh you want me to do this well i can't do that right now i need to focus on my stuff you know and to be able to to really assert themselves and say nope can't do it i have my schedule for the day your needs are going to have to come second that that's can be really difficult for people who are you know wanting to please or or maybe it's a loved one and you don't want to upset them uh so those are my dark side points do we have any more of those because i have something to say about joe's joe's point too um nothing comes to mind for me any other dark sides what might be a barrier to good time management yeah just i guess run the poor boundaries or overcommit overcommitment i guess or being a people pleaser so it all kind of fits into that category it's a really good point there ryan sure so joe Joe's point of like, just some people just seem to be more the spreadsheet people and some people are, are not so much that way. It's, it's interesting. There's, there are many different personality type tests out there. You know, um, Myers-Briggs is someone, someone that a lot of people have taken. Another one is, is called the big five or the five factor personality uh, inventory. And it's um, five different traits where you, where you rank either low or high on either one of these. And, and some people use the acronym OCEAN because that's what it spells out. O being openness, C being conscientiousness, E is extroversion, A is agreeableness, and N is neuroticism or emotional stability. And um, the C one is the one that we're talking about here, conscientiousness. People who are highly conscientious are very focused on detail and uh, the spreadsheet and really oftentimes don't have a problem with time management because they've got it all kind of dialed in. People who are lower on conscientiousness, um, often people refer to that as like a free spirit, like, hey, whatever, go with the flow, you know, let's see what happens today. Um, 
And oftentimes, you know, some things can kind of catch some of the obligations of life can kind of catch up with them because they're like, hey, I'm just hanging out, having a good time. But uh, so those that that particular personality trait of conscious conscientiousness tends to be the one that might uh, be a little more problematic when it comes to the time management issue. So. So that's that's what uh, the, that's what that personality test would say, Joe. Okay. Oh, cool. Yeah. Good point. So personality traits or ingrained habits or patterns there. Um, we don't have to get too deep into why someone might have that trait more than someone else, but usually a combination of biology as well as probably a lot of it is experiences though, right? Well, I would think that it's a good mix. So I'm just thinking like I'm, yeah, like I'm very high on those types of traits and detail oriented and conscientious. And, um, but my, one of my parents and both of my siblings are not. Yeah. So I, and so there would be like a common environment, not saying that my siblings and I grew up with the exact same experiences in life, definitely probably different. Right. Um, but, uh, there would be similarities there, but I, yeah, I do think that there's certain traits that come through for different reasons or imprint differently or, or whatnot. Yeah. 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 And it would be very hard for them to learn those traits, like shift if I were to think about them. And it would be very hard for me to decode myself to be more like them. But it's possible though, right? Through the science of neuroplasticity to change those those habits and yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. just a, very difficult yeah it takes a lot of awareness and persistence and yeah. whatnot yeah so there's hope joe there's hope thanks hooray <laughs> 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 just Definitely gotta hope. do the work yeah yeah um a couple other things popping in my mind is even just doing some goal setting i know some people are more do that more naturally and that's part of their routine already but i think it's a healthy thing that anyone can do right mm-hmm. goal setting is a great idea yeah i think one of my favorite goal setting tips that have come across my my plate or my screen i don't know where this tip came from but it was uh the last thing on your to-do list is really great to put down do 80 percent of the to-do list so you actually write that at the very bottom so that the pressure is off, right? Like you, you have your big list and your goal is actually only to complete 80% of it. And that just helps take the pressure off. So you can get the ball rolling. You can do the tasks that you like, and you're not going to get everything done and that's okay. You don't have to get everything done on your to-do list. Is that um, as long as someone's not doing their list in sequential order? Yeah. Yeah. So if it's just kind of a brain dump of like, here are all the things I need to do today. And the last part is do 80% of my list. Yeah. It's interesting. Like, I think it's good. I, I do. I have a to-do list. I think it's a very beneficial practice. Everything um, goes on there. Yeah. Uh, easy things, book. difficult things, but scratch mm-hmm. something off that list. Right. Sometimes I put a few easy ones on like, uh, you know, get up and have a shower or whatever that might be or check emails. I'm going to do that anyway, but it's just nice to scratch some things off, get that momentum. But I guess goal setting and creating a list is a good thing about prioritization, I guess, Joanna was kind of alluded to, right? I 
does anyone else do this? When I make a to-do list, and I make a lot, this book is full of to-do lists, right? Um, I always I always make a little box, and then I write the 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 item down because I like to check that box. <laughs> Sounds like you scratch your items off, Chris, but I just check. I'm a scratcher, box. yeah. Oh, I'm a scratcher too. Hmm. One thing for <laughs> for lists for people would be. I don't know. It sounds like everyone has ideas in terms of different approaches, but um, I heard somewhere at a workshop and I've, I usually try to tell clients is um, picking like if they start their morning and they kind of different ways to start your morning, but you do a bit of a brain dump and then you can like get whatever's out there on paper. But then if you have a few things that you need to do, just have the, what's your big one. What's one thing you just need to do. Um, Just pick one and then everything else will be bonus. So because it's, it's so easy for people who make lists and not everyone, obviously. And I think that's where the 80% thing is good, Brooke, is that they say, well, look what I did not do, right? It's so easy to be like, I did not complete it. I did not. And so I try to be like, just the one thing, if it's cleaning out that drawer, if it's going to be going to drop off, um, run an errand, and then everything else is bonus. So get through that one and then you're good. And then, so it just helps to, it's all about frame of mind. I guess, but you bring up a good point too, though, is, you know, clean out that drawer versus clean the whole kitchen uh, yeah. on a busy day. Like, so I think the, the goals that you're creating for yourself need to be realistic, right? And That's sizable, true. broken down into sizable chunks. I, I created two to do lists on Friday. I say zero my week. So I go back and see the things I haven't completed. And if I can get it done on Friday, it's kind of a catch up day for myself. That's great. If not, then I goes to Monday. Because not on the weekend for a lot of the things, because I need to focus on other things. So, but it's still recorded, scratched off from that week, and it's carried on. I love scratching things off. That's why. Yeah. I really miss whiteboards for that reason. I used to have a giant whiteboard in my office, like my home space where I would study, um, and then you got to actually erase it. Oh, that was good. <laughs> oh. I should get another whiteboard. Woo. I think they sell them, Brooke. I think you can purchase one. Do you guys all like, as I talk about it, can you smell the fumes of the marker? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You ever put a permanent marker on a whiteboard, Brooke? Never had the satisfaction of I did. racing it? Yeah. I did. But the, the clencher here was, I was actually like in my early 20s doing stress management workshops in schools. You can see where this is going. <laughs> and uh, Part of it is putting like your name and then the contact number or whatever. So you put that on the whiteboard and yeah. So the marker she gave me was a permanent marker. So my name and like the phone number attached to me at the time was like permanently on the whiteboard for this class. Just right in the middle too, probably. No, no. It was nice in the top oh, corner. Okay. Oh yeah. As if it were, I'm not going to put it in the middle. That's just wild. Yeah, no, that's so not maybe, You're not a monster. <laughs> so maybe the teacher thought that her class really needed some mental health support. So she really wanted that name and yeah. number to stick around. Yeah, so the, you can get rid of it, we found out, by uh, using a, a dry erase marker, apparently. I think, don't, t- don't try it at home, but you put the dry erase marker over top, like scribble over it, and then it'll erase off. I think that's what they did. Interesting. Mental health Again, I could be very wrong. You heard this on the internet. Don't trust the internet. Um, I was going to say about the to-do list. 
I forgot. Should have written it down. Should have written it down. Should have. Uh, um, when it pops into your mind, let us know. But another um, time management technique I can think of is delegation, if it's possible. Don't. Do you think your thing? I did, but your delegation point is a good one. Go with that. Uh, if if you're if it's possible and appropriate, then delegation is a very powerful tool. Um, some reasons why some, some people utilize that and some don't. I think there's a lot of factors that play into it. Um, but because uh, some people have a hard time asking others or, or requesting that help from others, so they put the burden on themselves to do it all. And that can be obviously very problematic. Yes. Um, so one thing that I realized from, because I do the, when I'm, bu- when I'm busy, I'll do a daily to-do list and I'll, and I'll do what you were talking about, Chris. I'll like carry over the items that weren't completed from previous days and kind of start my list with that. And what I've started recognizing in the last few years of doing this is there's some of these items that just get carried over and carried over. And, and I've started to stop and ask myself, okay, is this something I actually want to do? <laughs> right. If I'm not, act, if I'm not taking the time to do this and it's something that's a want instead of a need, right? Like if it's do my taxes, okay, I got to do that. I don't have a choice there. Um, but if it's, you know, go buy a shirt somewhere or, you know, make sure I, if there's something that's on the list that's a want and I keep telling myself, oh, I should, either it's a should or it's just maybe an old habit that I've been in that I, I just don't really want anymore. Sometimes it's a good place to kind of take stock and, and reassess. Like, is this something I really want to do? Because if I'm not making the time to do it, then maybe I can cut it from my life. That's a but great I, way to time manage. It's true. But Ryan, wouldn't you have to kind of assess it though and say, my reluctance to do this is it based on anxiety or fear or is like is there a logical mind making that determination or is there emotional mind right because i had a client today and he was talking about um trying to put some time into finding a job and he keeps on putting it off and he has time to do other things but i think it's some underlying fear that we tapped into why he's reluctant to do so right so it sounds like for ryan he's looking at when he's not doing the maybe wants or the shoulds and then there's individuals who might be putting off important things like paying bills or taxes or job interviews. And there's obviously some maybe underlying stuff there to check in with yourself to be like, I've just been avoiding this or I'm just, it's not getting done. What's happening here for me. Hmm. Or maybe yes. I need to ask for help. And I think that's, that's that you're right, Chris. I think that is a part of the evaluation and, and you're right, Joe, sometimes it is, but I just think, it's important to take a look at what are those undone things and why are they not done, totally. right? Yeah, yeah totally. for sure. No, that's a good point. I yeah. always, I often, I have kind of a running to-do list on the on my computer screen here of, of like articles I'd like to write for various outlets, you know? I always, always think of something and say, oh, I should write something about this. And then I kind of start it and make a document and then just kind of leave it there on my desktop. And some of them have been sitting there for years. <laughs> and oh, every cool. once in a while... But every once in a while, I go back and say, do I really want to write that article? Because <laughs> <laughs> is this even relevant anymore? Yes, exactly. <laughs> wow. You know, why uh, Why fidget spinners are the new thing? I mean, no. That's <laughs> yeah, the benefits of, of using a pager, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
Well, I missed I missed the boat on that one. Um, so yes, one of the best ways to really clear out that to do list is to really see if it's even something that's that you want or need to do. Yeah. Not a yeah. great point. Which then goes into a little bit of um, like a values inventory. Like, mm. what do I value in my life, and does it fall into those top categories? You only have 168 hours in a week and hopefully you're sleeping for eight hours a day. So that's going to take a chunk. And then you have work, which is going to take a chunk. And uh, outside of that, like really, sometimes we have to evaluate what do I value and is my list in line with that? Right? Yeah, good point. Yeah. And you're not the exception to that compassion. It's a phrase like we've said before. So often we're very much focused on the needs of others, but you gotta make sure you're practicing that self-care too, right? Yeah. Self-compassion. So often that gets pushed on the back burner, gets carried over from week to week. Mm -hmm. yes. Another um, piece to time management, I think just trying to reflect um, on what I do to manage time. And I don't know if you guys would agree with this, but there's I, I think there's a huge element of futuristic th thinking involved in it like I'm, I'm just thinking there's going to be a, a family trip next week and there's going to be a division of meals and these different things so I started thinking about it a week ago of what are the meals going to be what do I need to bring because I'm going to work three days prior to the trip so I won't be able to go to Costco because you know how much I love Costco which means I need to go to Costco this Sunday which means I, I need to know what I need to buy before Sunday so how long is it going to take for everyone to get back to me? Okay, so now we're during the week. Like, so there's this whole futuristic thinking opposed to the last minute, what do I need to do? Um, I don't, do you guys think that that would play into it as well? Are you saying that futuristic thinking like takes you out of like it? It helps that... me with time management. Oh, because, oh, thinking ahead. Okay, yeah, sure. Yeah, Planning ahead. because yeah. then the things that are on my list today are actually helping me plan for something that's 10 days from now. Yeah. It's just time management for not just the current day, but for, yeah, you're planning ahead. Mm -hmm. I think that would be a part of it for sure. Joanna, yeah. do you experience that type? Cause so if we're opposites, if I'm super time managing and you, you struggle a bit, like, is that something that comes up for you where like you're thinking, okay, I need to get this done today because yep. tomorrow I need to do this piece and that piece and forward, forward, forward. Yeah. And I think it depends what area of my life, but no, for sure. I, I definitely think ahead and like, oh, the, yeah, this is when this needs to be done by, or this is what I have to do in order to get that for sure. Okay. And it's whether it gets done or not <laughs> is a different thing but I could put all the intentions out there and the planning for it. Yeah. 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 Which goes back to the maybe more procrastination stuff yeah. opposed to time management stuff. Yeah. 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 So often these yeah. tasks that we have can be chunked down, right? Mm -hmm. So for, for something to be accomplished on time to meet the deadline, you probably need to actually start that task well before in a smaller chunking system. Or become super stressful or a crisis. Yeah. Like I remember thinking back to even college days where, you know, you're, you're scrambling to get things done and you need information and, and you're stressed out about it. And I remember mom told me one time I needed her to 
may help proofread something. And she's like, your lack of planning is not my crisis, right? <laughs> and, you know, she was away somewhere and I need her to have a look at something like that, right? Mm-hmm. So a good reminder that, okay, well, I shouldn't be asking someone to proof things a day before it's due or whatever it is, right? Yeah. So a sign, it gets back to the dark side, a sign that uh, maybe things are not really going so well. That is true. Yeah, if you're, yes, if you're scrambling last minute all the time, that can be, that can be a challenge. And if you're affecting other people. Yeah. Like if you're, like that was affecting mom on her trip. Yeah. Right. Or if you're inconveniencing others or, yeah. For sure. Sorry, Ryan. Yeah. No, no, that's all right. I was just thinking, thinking aloud here. I think that a lot, some of my time management skills were learned because of adverse experiences with poor time management, right? Like I learned to pay my bills immediately because I had plenty of experiences in my my 20s of having overdue bills and then fees that go along with that. So now I just pay a bill as soon as I get it, typically. Uh, I, I now get to the airport really early because I had, I've missed flights in the past and I've uh, had that frantic rush, you know, yeah. hurtling through the airport to try to make the flight. And I hate that. I just hate it. So, so some of the stuff is, is really, it's learned behavior of like, okay, I'm going to, life is better. My, my stress levels are lower. If I could just think ahead, plan ahead a little bit, anticipate what the future might look like. Also anticipate maybe a few things not going exactly as planned you know if i if i know it takes me 30 minutes to get ready to go somewhere i'm gonna go ahead and throw a 15 minute buffer on there just in case yeah because always something comes up right true yeah yeah no i've i was just kind of laughing a little bit i've had moments like that too just popping my mind go home after uh working hard or in school and you turn on the, the, the light switch and power is cut off like damn it I forgot <laughs> to pay that darn power bill again then you get to lie there because it usually takes a, a day or so for them to reconnect it or at least six hours you have to lie there with no power and reflect on life like i really got to figure this out yeah as you track down the flashlight and light a candle and you're... <laughs> yeah. yes yes experiences it's funny absolutely and you want to go on your phone but can't charge it <laughs> there's no wi-fi yeah. <laughs> right yeah hang out near the uh, gas fireplace for warmth it's kind of fun actually i also think being being the the, the parent in this group um having kids does kind of force you to look ahead in, in a lot of ways like okay what are lunches going to be this week and what uh Oh, oh, you're going to have this, like my kids going to like a, uh, a sleepaway kind of uh, retreat thing this weekend. And so having to think about that on last Sunday, you know, what do I need to make sure that I buy at the grocery store to pack for that? So just like you're planning with your family thing, Brooke. So yeah, there's some of that that's like, okay, got to do it. Got to think ahead, whether I like it or not. Or else I'll be running to the store at midnight tonight trying to get, collect everything for the trip, right? Yeah. yeah. And then circling back to the point, well, points from earlier, then putting those boundaries 
I'm sure other things could come up in your life that sound really fun. Like, hey, do you want to go for a hike or meet up with friends or do this thing? And it's saying, sorry, no, I, I need to go grocery shopping for lunches for my kid's camp or sleepaway. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, or no, I, I need to find those items and make sure they're washed and cleaned and ready to go or pack these bags. And so sometimes we have to put those wants away to do the things that we need need to do right it's true. so the concept my clients bring it up actually really frequently so i don't know what's out there right now but just the term of like reparenting yourself um that seems to be a term that's coming up a lot in my counseling room and not by me so interesting i never heard that term before yeah it's big when it comes to trauma like if there's like well, I think it's just for, it's come up in my, and by me, I guess. But if there's, as a kid, if uh, consistently you didn't really have your needs being met or if um, it's kind of, and there might be younger parts of ourselves that need some healing, it's kind of being able to reparent yourself or give yourself the things that you weren't able to receive from a caregiver, like in terms of compassion or um, encouragement or getting through tough things, so. Mm-hmm. And yeah, sometimes my clients use that in the, the frame of like um, putting that boundary or saying no to things they want to do to, yeah. to do the things they need to do because doing the things they need to do is the actual self-care. Hmm. Self-care isn't always going out and having fun. Self-care is literally taking care of yourself, right? So hmm. if they need to say no so they can go grocery shopping, then they're reparenting themselves, right? Learning those boundaries. Best topic of 2022. Because <laughs> we've had four episodes and one was ethics. Yeah, odds are pretty good. Stacked in my favor. I think it is a good topic, Gus. Uh, anything else to add? Any other takeaways or, or anything here? Are you paying attention to the time? Is that why? Get it? Time management? No. Time management. I got it. Yes. Managing the time. I think the only other thing that popped in my mind is um, there are actually cultural differences when it comes to time management. Yeah. As, as therapists, we have to be very aware of that and sensitive to that. Because what, what we think is the norm might not be the norm for someone else. So, um, yeah, just throwing that out there that's that is important so how how do we become aware of cultural differences of with time management just ask questions i think so like i obviously curiosity is important and if someone is approaching their day a little differently than yours or or you know um i was talking to uh, a client he's um, South Asian and he was talking about cultural or sometimes family members well it's natural just to show up super late for gatherings like there's hard <laughs> start times and they roll in there and and it's uh it's, you know not a big issue they don't understand why that would be an issue right um so just having some sensitivity there and some understanding and trying to find some some uh some middle ground or have those conversations I don't know it's just so true yeah. I've got a story of that culture even within the united states right so i grew up in oregon and if someone said hey i'm having a party it starts at seven 
I'd show up at seven and everyone else would show up at seven too. And be like, okay, great. Yeah, the party's starting. It's wonderful. When I moved down to, to California, I had a friend who was throwing a party. It's, let's say it started at seven. And I, I went over to his house at seven and he was kind of walking out the door and locking the door. I was like, dude, what's, what's going on? Isn't the party on? He's like, oh yeah, I'm going to the store to pick up some stuff. I'm like, but you said the party starts at seven. He's like, oh yeah, no, it'll be here until 745. <laughs> so let's do it. We got in the car, we drove to the store, we bought stuff for the party, came back. Sure enough, 745, people started showing up. <laughs> I was like, oh, that is a cultural difference. I was not aware of that. He was so confident in that, that he's just, well, lock the house. No one's going to show up. So, so part of those kind of social norms, I guess. Um, well, but yes. Yeah, this is, a, I have a client who, Canadian, who is married to a gal from Brazil. So she's immigrated here. And uh, he was explaining that a little bit too, that there is a difference of like Brazil time. So apparently in the culture, they joke around about it. Like, so if you tell them, or are you going to be there at five? And they say, yeah, I'll be there at five. Do you, you say, is that Canadian time or Brazil time? <laughs> and then they'll get a, a chuckle out of it because they, they know Canadians will be there at five, but mm -hmm. Brazil time means just come whenever. Yes. No big deal. Yes. Yeah. I had another friend where he would say, I'm going to be gone for about an hour. And I learned then, then he'd be gone for three hours or he'd say, I'd be gone for a couple hours and he'd be gone for five. So I learned, okay, so for him, what I have to do, if he tells me he's going to be gone for this amount of time, he was a roommate. And if I'm going to be gone for this amount of time, I have to add a half hour and then double it. And then I know exactly what time <laughs> he's going to be back. <laughs> half an hour plus the double, eh? Yes. Then I know when you'll be back. So yes, person to person, culture to culture. <laughs> I think there are always differences there. Yeah. Okay, so if someone wants to work on their own time management skills, you have, you had one thing to tell them, what would you tell them? What would oh. you tell, what would you tell a friend or a client or something? Or like, oh, I just need to work on my time management. What'd you say? Um, I would, I would just say this, um, back to self-care, like, and you're not the exception to the compassion make sure that you're taking care of yourself throughout the day yeah. make a list <laughs> prioritize kind of right. move things around in terms of yeah priorities and mm -hmm. kind of assess that mm -hmm. yeah it's a good one be aware of how you're already spending your time uh, awareness yeah. i mean we're going through the hours anyway what are you, what are you doing with them? Are you, what's going on there? You're already spending the time. So maybe just be aware of what you're already doing. It might surprise people that they're already doing a lot, in which case maybe the issue isn't time management, but being overloaded. Um, mm -hmm. You know, you can really take a look at that. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Good. Good stuff. Bring us home, Ryan. <laughs> See something beautiful. <laughs> Inspiring. Time is flowing like a river. No. Um, I'll just say that, uh, that, yeah, I think we, we, time is one of our biggest assets, right? It's one of our, our, our biggest, we have money in the bank. Maybe, maybe we have 
friends and relationships, time is also one of our of our assets. And uh, I think we want to be very mindful of it and very careful how we're using it. Um, and and I'll go back to my point of like, I think you, once in a while you need to kind of assess, am I, do I really want to be using my time the way I'm using it? Mm-hmm. You know, is this, do I want this in my life or not? Because maybe you're actually spending a lot of time on something that's sort of, uh, doesn't bring much value to your life. Mm-hmm. It's worth taking a look at that. Mm-hmm. What a wonderful time we had here tonight. It was productive. It was useful. It was enjoyable. Wow. Good, good time, yeah. everybody. Great topic, Chris, really. I know, I know. <laughs> uh, yeah. And speaking of your time, uh, we're also reading a book for the book club called Cast. Yep. C-A-S-T-E. I'm halfway through. Are you? Yep. Oh my gosh, well done. Isabel Wilkerson. Okay, so that's our book club book that will be coming in a couple few weeks. And I guess that's it for us tonight, everybody. So we will say farewell. Use your time wisely. Thank you for spending some time with us. And good night. Uh, Like and subscribe on Apple, Google, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher. Stitcher and YouTube. And YouTube. Uh, Find us on Instagram and YouTube and Facebook. And don't email us anything. Don't email us through our old email address. And we'll say good night to everybody. Good night, everyone. Good night. Bye. Everybody. Bye. Bye.